Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about having big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Sarah Reynolds. And I'm Wendy Papazan. Special treat for you guys today. It's just Sarah and I. Yes. Just the two of us. Uh, some of my favorite podcasts have been just the two of us. So and, special. Uh, yeah, we're going to share something pretty exciting. So we just got back. Uh, we're a couple weeks out from our big Keller Williams event called Family Reunion, which is our big conference. And uh, we are going to share with you some of the nuggets that we learned. And I know we already did an episode on our like favorite things from Family Reunion, but we're going to do a deep dive into something that Gary shared with us at the CEO Summit. So the CEO Summit is sort of a smaller event for CEOs of, you know, real estate teams. And he shared with us five truths that you can't hack. So we're going to do a deep dive into those. Pretty excited. It was so so good. And one of the things that I love about Gary, you know, a lot of times people expect – the leader, the founder of a company to be all about what the industry you are in is, which is, of course, real estate. Um, But this is applicable to life. This is applicable to no matter what business you're in, no matter what empire industry you're in, in terms of the empire that you're building, these five truths apply across the board. And we're so blessed to have Gary pour into us um, things that help us with life, help us with all areas of our our businesses. Um, And so that's what we're going to we thought that this would be beneficial for all of our listeners um, to hear these five truths that you cannot have. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. And, you know, Gary is just so good about that. I don't know that there are a lot of other leaders who spend, I would say, the majority of their time talking about how to make yourself a better human being. So true. Gary, you know, I mean, so I feel true. blessed to have had him as a role model in my life for 23 years now. And I know that he's shaped my life in extraordinary ways. And, um, you know, his mission is to help people live their best lives through teaching, coaching, and training. I and mean, that's his mission. Yeah. Yep. Nothing to which do is with why real he, estate there. Which is why he wanted us to do this podcast originally is to make sure that we're talking mm-hmm. about that on a regular basis. And I think that that presents a good question for all of us as leaders is would our people say that, right? Are, are you are you leading um, to where they would say you help them in all areas of their life, not just um, in the business, not just in the job circle of of, the, of your life? I know um, I want to amplify my co-host, Wendy, right now. We were just talking about how she's really impacted uh, one of her partners um, and not just in real estate. Uh, and in their life, right? Creating boundaries and helping them. And I think that for sure is said of Wendy. I've watched you over the years impact people's net worth in such a big way, impact um, paying off debt and uh, growing themselves as a human with their families and things like that. And I think that all of us are hopefully following Gary's um, example, but you, you, you and Jay have both followed Gary's example in such a big way. And so we want you to hear these five truth acts because yeah. I think this yeah, impacts Yeah, yeah. Well, so. and it's so true. And and just to, you, you never know, you know, it's so hard to be a leader sometimes where you you just feel like you're pouring into people and showing up and trying to give your best every day and, and people disappoint you and they leave you and they, 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 they sometimes steal from you and they, they yep. cheat on you yep. and it can, it can be so disappointing. And yet it's just, you have to focus on the, on all of the good that you're doing. So I got a really sweet message from 
my very first assistant, uh, Rosalind mm. Luna. Shout out to mm. Roz, the great and powerful Roz. I gave her that yes. Um, and she was worked with me for many years in Austin and then moved to St. Louis. And when The One Thing came out, um, the book, The One Thing, came, even before it came out, I had a galley copy and her husband was struggling to finish his dissertation for his PhD. Mm. And at the time he was teaching high school and pretty miserable, honestly, pretty miserable as a high school teacher. And he he just was really struggling to finish his dissertation. So I gave Rosalind a galley copy of the one thing. I said, you guys need to read this because what you're talking about is a one thing problem. You know, he just needs to get up every day and spend a certain amount of time on it. And just this week she messaged me and she said, guess what? So eventually they moved to St. Louis. He, he, he got a job at Washington University as a professor. And mm. just this week, about 10 years later, literally 10 years later, he uh, is now a tenured professor there. Wow. And she said, we couldn't have done it without you. We couldn't have done it wow. without, the one, without the one thing. And wow. just such a powerful reminder. You know, you never even know those little acts of kindness and so generosity. Um, just going out of your way to help other people in the world, how it can dramatically impact a whole family. So it was, first of all, sweet to get the message. So if, if you've had somebody impact you, definitely reach out and thank them because it does mean a lot. I know you get a lot of those messages, Sarah. No, it, I it do too, such, and I appreciate it. It makes such a difference. And I, I think um, th this week I had a big uh, life moment where I got to interview one-on-one -on -one Mo Anderson. And mm -hmm. she said something along these lines that I think were so powerful because when she was CEO of Keller Williams, so she was the first ever CEO of Keller Williams, took Keller Williams from 35 market centers to over 500. And um, she had lots of threats of lawsuits and different things that came at Keller Williams during, of course, during a decade. Um, and during that time, she said that every single one, they were able to settle. And the reason mm -hmm. was, is because she showed love and kindness to every human that she led or came into contact mm -hmm. with. And she said, when you do that, everyone's more willing to work with you when stuff goes wrong. Um, and so both actually have a benefit of either someone showing gratitude to you or sometimes when something goes wrong, if you just do the, every day you wake up, you do the right thing, you meet people where they are, you do your best to lead them, and it either comes back around in different ways. Um, and so that's so powerful. Um, you, you guys... Wendy, you need lots of those notes because I know you have impacted so many people's lives. And so I'm so thankful that Roz, you did that uh, because she <laughs> deserves the recognition of that because I, I know you've changed so many people's lives. So, uh, and many of them are through our five truths that we're going to talk about here in a second. Yeah, 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 exactly. So a little leadership uh, tangent, I guess, yes. but a good one. So yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, why don't you kick us off with the first one? Yes. So number one, so these are the five, so let's just repeat it, the five truths you can't hack. So, which I believe is what truths means, but he took it a step further and said, you can't hack these. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is a little these redundant, are, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It's like, let really, me just be very clear truth, like, that this is truth. Truthful truths. Truthful truths. <laughs> truth, yeah. Yes, exactly. All right. Number one, the closer you are to the truth, the simpler things get. Mm. The closer you are to the truth, the simpler things get. So uh, first and foremost, success doesn't come from constantly trying new things. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repeat that because I have been 
so shouting tough. this from the rooftop since family reunion. Success does not come from constantly trying new things. It comes from working based on a model, a proven model or system. Uh, one of the biggest challenges is accepting that simple models do not change. So the fundamentals of certain models. So we um, follow the millionaire real estate agent model uh, for our business. And one of those is to grow with an overflow of leads or an overflow of appointments. Like that's an example of in the millionaire real estate agent model that you can't get away from that. That's the way to grow a real estate team is fr- from that. And so mo- most can, of us, we've- but then, but then usually yes. what happens is it all falls apart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm the poster child for that. Yeah. 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 Tell but us it's more that. fun to do. Well, it's, well, it's just more fun to do like crazy stuff and mix it up. <laughs> and uh, it's hard. It's hard when you don't. Yeah. So I think that but, this is probably the hardest really one for, for empire builders because of our entrepreneurial spirit. So mm-hmm. entrepreneurs love to change, love to try new things, shiny Tweak, objects, like make it better. Idea, they're idea yeah. people, right? Ideation um, so is fun. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but most people, they fight, they fight sticking to the model, right? And fail to realize that the closer you are to it, the simpler actually things become and the more um, impact that you can make as you get closer to simplicity. So, yeah, so true. Well, and then everything, um, you know, along with that, everything that you want or even care about has a number attached to it. And mm. when Gary said that, I really had to think about it a little bit. You know, I kind of turned to, I can't remember who I was sitting next to. Uh, and we kind of looked at each other and thought like, yeah, is that true? Yeah, and it is really true. You know, it's like, what are, uh, everything I, let me give me an example. So, um one of my big goals in life is to have a loving, caring, compassionate, respectful marriage. Probably my number one goal, most important thing to me. And it's all in the numbers, right? Yes. Um, so Jay and I uh, have committed to go on a date night uh, yep. every Wednesday, and we have been on over 800 dates. Oh, that's awesome. 800 dates. You guys, that's amazing. 800 dates. Yeah, I don't even think I've been on 800 listing appointments. No, you know? that's amazing. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. And uh, so it's like that everything that you want or care about has a number attached to it, even in your personal life, especially in your personal yep. life. Because I think a lot of times as business owners, we obsess over the numbers in our business life, but we forget yep. about the numbers in our personal life. And we can be just as successful um, over there by looking at the numbers as we are on the other side. So. Yep. This this is the one area that I would say has helped me the most in 2023. Um, if I had to say mm-hmm. one thing, it's um, my coach. I sort of strayed away from doing um, a consistent 411. Mm-hmm. And um, my coach reined me in um, right in the beginning of the year on it. And I hadn't realized the impact. <laughs> that's no small feat. You say that like no. it's a piece of cake. <laughs> yeah. No, that that's very, it, like he'll have to tell us how many coaching calls it took for him, him to, for me to actually submit my first one. <laughs> I, I fought it kicking and screaming, but it has yeah. changed my life in 2023. Wow. Because wow. I put numbers on everything, on everything. So p- mm-hmm. from 
the Peloton rides that, that I was going to do mm-hmm. this year to breaking it down to a month, to breaking it down to a week, to the date nights, to the overnights, mm-hmm. to the number of times I was going to teach and train. I mean, I can yeah. look at every part of my life, every circle. And for the first time ever, I've put numbers on mm-hmm. every part. Wow. And, oh my That's goodness. Exciting. How, it's yeah. exciting. It, it's so, I'm such a goal oriented person that all I needed yeah. was that. It was like, just yeah. put the well, number in front of me. And it's super fun to update your 411 every week. You're like, oh, it's how many so books fun. did I read this week? Like, Seriously. How many so fun. did I do this? Did I do my date night? Did I do this? Did I do that? Check, 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 check. Yes. Yep. And I yeah. want to, I want to, I, I had a team member, um, well, one of my, in our, one of our areas, I heard through the grapevine that they, they felt like I was too numbers focused and not too people. Like I didn't care about people. I only cared about numbers. Mm. Mm. And I think a lot of people that are, might be listening to us are like, well, you can't, you can't only care about numbers. Like, cause you should care about the human beings behind it. Well, did you guys just hear Wendy talk about her relationship with her husband? But yes, there's a number attached to it that also, that is the feed of what the goal is which is that powerful, intimate, special relationship that she has with her husband. Numbers are about people. Yeah. Like, I think that's one misconception people have. Numbers are absolutely about people and the impact that you make. Yeah, because you and I are both people people. Yes. Yeah, we're people yeah. people. Yeah. Um, and what I, what I think is interesting about that is it also, there's like a, like a happiness factor in there too, because I think that so many of us are looking for a way to kind of like measure our life in a way. Um, and, mm. and happiness comes from feeling like you're, you have a purpose and you're moving forward and you're growing. True. True. I feel like that. Um, yes. A lot of people don't think of happiness as like that. A lot of people equate happiness with comfort, but really mm. comfort doesn't equal happiness. There's lots so of people true. who are quote unquote uncomfortable or comfortable and they're not happy. But for me, it's a way to kind of like measure my progress, even in a small way. You know, it's like yeah. I, I have a list of all the all the books and it doesn't take long to, to yep. track all that stuff. I mean, I'm not, yep. it's not like I track 85 things. I track the most important things, you know? Yep. And you can go through, uh, but, you can go through all the circles in life from the one thing book mm-hmm. um, yeah. and attach a number to almost all, sure. there's seven, I believe of them. And so you can yeah. attach a number to each, each one of those. Um, and I yeah. think that that, the more you do that, the more happy you become because you're yeah. seeing. I mean, I have uh, cocktails with friends. That's one of my oh, numbers. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I have yeah. spa time numbers. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> we should compare our numbers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. But make I sure like you this. put numbers to everything um, in, in your life. So what's your wealth number? What are you searching yep. for? Um, and that will help you. But the closer you are to the truth, the simpler things um, get. So ensuring that you are working towards getting closer to the truth to for things to be simple, for things to be yes. simple. So. Yep, yep, I love that. And then just one other thing under that, as Gary said, pushing... You got to keep pushing your business forward or history says it will go backward. And Mm. I believe this to be true. There's no such thing as kind of a stasis. You really Mm. have to keep moving forward, especially, well, in any industry really, but especially in the real estate industry when it's so dynamic. So it's just making sure that you just constantly are growing and keeping, keeping your, your, your foot on the gas pedal, but it doesn't have to be floored. You know, I mean, I know that yours is kind of floored right now, Sarah. Um, 
and which is awesome. Like it's very inspiring to watch your growth. Um, and at the same time, it's okay if it's just if it's just down a little bit, you know, or anywhere in between. Well, yeah. And it's also counterbalance, right? I think that everyone goes through different seasons. I was talking to mm-hmm. someone uh, yesterday and sharing, you know, they had to pause everything in their life to save, to mm-hmm. save their marriage. And that's yeah. worth it. That's yeah. worth pausing everything. In your, so you're hitting the gas on yeah. your marriage. Like do yes. that. Like, yes. you know, do, and so there, you will have ebbs and flows in your life with all of the different parts of your life. And so don't judge, don't judge yourself or compare yourself to others on when there might be a season in your life where you need to focus on one thing, right? Um, so and that's so worth it to do that. So worth it to do that. So What's wise. number two? Yep. Number two. All right. To change your life, you must change your identity, aka who you are showing up as. Okay. I love this. Gary talks about this a lot, um, which is, you know, are you, basically what he's saying is, is are you this person becoming that person or are you this person growing into that person? And then you want to mm. ask yourself, at your highest self, who are you, right? Mm. Who, who are you? And the and the answer is, we don't ever really know. You know, we never True. really know. Um, True. And this is really huge. You know, I actually had a conversation with um, someone yesterday and she's struggling a lot in her life, in many areas of her life. It's a young person that I've known for probably over 10 years Mm. and she's failing in quite a few areas of her life. Her marriage is failing. Um, She's, she's, she's struggling a lot. And her realization is, is that she's not keeping the promises that she's making to herself. And she hasn't been for over 10 years. Wow. And to hear someone who's 31 years old to say that is, Mm. so she's like, I need to, I need to do something. I need to start keeping keeping my promises to myself, you know? That's, we we talked about that yesterday as well. That's funny um, that we both had conversations around yeah. commitment to ourselves. That That's where commit, that's where confidence comes in. I've mm. noticed when I lack confidence, it's because I have actually missed a commitment to myself. I, mm. I messed up. Like I, I, if I committed to work out and I didn't live up to that commitment, that's, letting myself down, that impacts my confidence in other areas. Um, so commitment many times equals confidence, which then will have a ripple effect in other areas of our life when we're not confident in that. Um, mm. This has been a big one for me recently because my new identity is a really skinny, hot blonde. <laughs> <laughs> watch out world watch out world (laughs) but you know uh when you go through uh significant weight loss which was the last podcast Wendy and I did just one-on-one uh was talking about my health journey you do um have a total almost identity crisis uh and you it has made me realize I didn't lean into my new identity which is Mm -hmm. I've been fighting it almost and it's like so to change your life, you must change your identity. So if if my goal is to be the 5% of people that keep the weight off, which that will, mm. will be Sarah Reynolds, if that is, then my identity needs to change. I can no longer mm-hmm. be like, in my mind, I was always the one that was chubbier. I was always from even as a kid. It's like, no, I've got to change my identity to then mm. keep it. Um, 
Ed Milet was our keynote, um, which we talked about during our ahas. Um, and I, I rewatched it. It's on YouTube. So I would encourage everyone um, to check that out. Uh, he talked about that is like leaning into who we want to be, who we know we can be, um, and really accepting that in terms of changing mm. um, our identity. And so I think that's so, so important. Um, I love this one. It's yeah, to me. so good. Yeah, well, I'm, I am doing that. Well, first of all, I love that. And you are already are, in my mind, a hot, yes. skinny, <laughs> blonde. You're the all the things. I mean, as far as I can tell. Uh, talented, skinny, hot, blonde, whatever. Beautiful, funny, interesting. Funny, yes. Um, yes, fun. Um, well, and I'm, and I'm, like, I love you mentioning Ed Milet because I'm, re- I'm reading a book called Die With Zero. Well, I finished mm. it actually. It's a really good book. And, you know, I have I have struggled a lot in my life with my scarcity mentality because that's the way I've grown up. So I think when you have a scarcity mentality and you always are thinking that everything needs to be super efficient and thrifty, you you can struggle with your abundance. And so I'm, you know, I've been on a journey for a long time, 15 plus years, to become a an abundance-minded thinker. Mm. And sometimes you do have to sort of pretend you are that person before you are that person because it's true. still always there underneath you. So you true. Know? Um, anyway, this book is, if you struggle with something like that, I I loved this book. It's called Die With Zero. Tiffany recommended it to me, mm. Tiffany Pikes. And <laughs> as soon as I finished it, I was like, we got to schedule a time to talk about it because I don't know who else would talk about it with me. Um, but it's, it's basically just this idea of you got to figure out when you, first of all, when you have enough money and then this idea of like, you're allowed to spend it, you're allowed to spend it on yourself. You know, I'm always this kind of like, um, that's fine. Like I'm fine the way it is. Like some, some of my friends are very, they have very high standards around everything, which I love. It's like, Oh, I want my coffee a certain way or, I want this a certain way or I want that a certain way. And I'm always like, oh, well, if it isn't that way, I'm fine with it. You know, I'm fine with it, which is, it's nice to have well, a that's friend one like of that. Your, that's also one of your strengths, your No, it is one of my strengths, for sure. Oh, for it sure. It is one of my strengths. Yes. But at the same time, I'm I'm kind of struggling with like, oh, it's okay to have a standard around that. Like, yeah, if it's available to me, then that is the way I want it, you know? Yeah. And uh, so anyway, that's, that's who I'm, that's who I'm becoming. becoming. You know, yes. becoming, yeah, that's who I am. I'm an abundance-minded person with a a background in scarcity thinking. So I love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. The third yeah. uh, truth that you cannot hack is diluted focus equals diluted results. Diluted focus equals diluted results. I, I'm um, reading Founders Mentality right now, and... I, um, it's been so powerful around this topic, uh, mm. in particular. Did you, did you know that the, the name owner, of the book? founders mentality, the founders, founders. mentality. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And it talks about just how a founder thinks. And there's three main principles that a founder, um, thinks about. And one of them is an obsession with the front line because most mm. founders came from the front line of whatever industry they're in. And so like mm. they're obsessed with it. And so as businesses scale, you lose the obsession with the front line, which then mm. causes issues in your, in mm. your, in your business. Mm. It's so, it's so good. So good. So good. Um, and it, it talked about, 
it reminded me, because I have seen Empower Home over the last couple of years um, struggle in this area, which it used to be our superpower, because one of my superpowers is focus. And as we've grown, I've gotten pulled further from the focus, and then mm-hmm. we've had dilute, we're starting to have diluted results. And so wow. for me, when he said that, I was like, yeah, oh, it's so important. Yeah. If you dilute your yeah. focus, you will have diluted results. So, well, and this, this actually goes along with this idea of like wanting to do all the things, you know, like mm-hmm. we said, um, in, in that first one, it's, it's really easy to do. It's really easy to move on to the next thing. Um, and you can have, you can have a big business, big life and a lot of things going on, but you've got to probably get a leader in place. Who's going to be that focus for you on that. Yeah whatever that yeah. is, um, in order to make that happen. And you have to, you have to hold them accountable to that, to that well, focus. It's, it's like making sure you know what you do best in your company. Like what is mm-hmm. your core competence mm-hmm. and do, never get away from that. Like for us, our core competence is booking appointments that turn into closings. And mm-hmm. the further I've gotten away from my mm-hmm. involvement in that, our core, um, it really, it really, was such an aha yesterday when I was reading it because the owner of um, Limited, so Limited owns, of course, the Limited, um, mm-hmm. Victoria's Secret, uh, mm-hmm. Express. I mean, some of our gap. biggest. Yeah. 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 One of the, mm-hmm. still this, the founder still owns it. It's one of the only companies um, that the founder mm-hmm. still owns it. Um, and it was the first company to think of returns mm-hmm. being the, that the first company ever, 50 years ago. He developed that you could return something. You could return something. Wow! The first store to say you could return it if it doesn't fit. If you don't like it, yeah. Talk about customer service. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he has kept the one their one thing, the one thing, right? Um, And because the founder mentality is still involved, but it's all about Mm. this. It's like you know, you want to line up your dominoes. Like Gary said this, you want to line up your dominoes so that they can knock each other over. And so what is the first domino? Um, so he gave the example of money. So you, you, you're the first domino and then it leads to your money. Then it leads to other people, your impact on other people, which then leads to other people's money. You can use other people's money to grow, right? Um, but making sure that we're focusing on what is the initial domino, which we talked about in that health episode for me with water, uh, but having that initial domino to where you can stay focused is so, so important. So important. Yeah. Well, and then Gary talks about, you know, hey, let your money go do other things. Mm. And that can be hiring someone in your business. Um, so good. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting. I, I have... Um, you know, I've, I've been out for a couple of weeks with our big event and then I had hip surgery. And so I've kind of, you know, I was really excited to get back and, and do my 411s with my people on Monday and kind of, and just had a remarkable conversation with uh, my, you know, one my top agent, really. He's been with me for seven years now. He's grown up in the Aww. business. He's 23 when he started. He's or wow. 24, something like that. And he's really become a, a very remarkable person. And, um, you know, I was saying to him, I said, you're just so much better at this listing job than I ever was. Like you are literally so much better at it. And that's what Gary's talking about is, is like, you don't have to do all the things all the time. Like a lot of us, a lot of entrepreneurs feel like we need to do all the things all the time. And you can hire someone in your business because that is what he's saying. You can take your money 
You don't have yep. to keep all your money and you can, and your money can go do other things or your money can go start another business. Like yep. great example of that. Jay and Gary started a business around the one thing. Gary doesn't yep. run it. Gary owns 50% of it. You know, Gary yep. had the capital to start, start it. Gary gives Jay advice, you know, they're partners in it. And Gary didn't, hasn't really done much to grow that business, which is now profitable, except, you know, accountability and all that kind of stuff. So that Gary took his money and did other things, but like Gary's thing, Gary's main thing has always been his mission, which is to help people live his best life through teaching, coaching and training. And mostly it's focused on his top agents. Yeah. That's it. it. Which he, yes. 40 years. That's all he's done. 40 years, 40 years, 40 years. I mean, he comes, I mean, and he will tell you, my favorite thing is to sit in that CEO mastermind or talk with the top agents. I mean, I don't even know how he does it. Responds to emails of top agents, talks to people. He must have a couple of clones. That's the only thing I can (laughs) understand. I can, I can think about, but that's because that's his, that's what he loves. Yep. So he he lets you other know? people focus on have their focus. So so in Wendy's example, her team member, their focus, his focus is listings, right? While mm-hmm. Wendy keeps with her focus. And so that's how you yep. get the results is each person. And sometimes as you're leading, as you're growing your empire, your job is to help your team members know what their focus is so they mm-hmm. can get those good results. And so yeah. like eliminating barriers in their mind to where they can focus on things. But Gary's has been such an example of staying focused. And really his obsession with the front line, which is with realtors, right? Um, As a founder, like he has stayed obsessed with that, which is what he focuses on and let his money go and do other things. Um, And so such a powerful one for how to build an empire. Like we could do a whole episode just on this. Um, Absolutely. Such a a important truth. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, So number four of the five truths you can't hack is the key to a really big business is to get there first and block out all the others. Mm. Okay. This is so good. I mean, obviously, um, you're not going to be the first realtor out there, right? Or you're not going to be the first tech company out there or whatever, but you can be the first one to offer the first program for such and such, right? Yep. Um, and it's just a good reminder, you're not selling your personality, you're selling selling different programs. And this is literally one of your superpowers, Sarah. Um, and this is how you are in the middle of taking market share right now. Yeah. No, this was, um, I was like, yes, when he was talking uh, and shared <laughs> this one, because it. Uh, I have many examples of that's how Empower Home was built was getting there first on on multiple things and and then protecting it, right? So you mm-hmm. get there first and then a big part of it isn't just getting there first, but it's blocking out others. And so once you have created a program or created something that you got there first, maybe it's to a market, right? Yeah, um, or, or I mean, even a, like a, a neighborhood farming. Yes. You know, could be anything. Yes. Could be yep. could be small, could be investors in your in your Yep. City if I had to pick or- if I had to pick one truth that built my empire, it would be this one, uh, which is getting there first and then blocking out others. And I think that, um, and, and don't let that deter you. If, if, if you're seeing someone that got there first, you got to figure out where, what will be your first, just like Wendy said. Yes. So is it a program? Yeah. Is it a demographic of a market? Not maybe the market, but a, a certain demographic, a certain area, 
all of those things. Um, there is so much opportunity for all of us out there. Um, but mm-hmm. when you do get there first, I mean, we were the first ever to farm the zip code that we hold the most market share in for our DC mm-hmm. metro location. And yeah. we've kept, we've been the number one team now for over a decade because we got there first yeah. and then we yeah. blocked out yeah. others. And so such a powerful thing and, to do. And it's also keeping your eye open for those opportunities. You know, when I started in real estate in 2009, Facebook was pretty new and all of yep. those Facebook agent to agent referral groups were out there and I was just all over it. And I certainly wasn't the first, but I was certainly one of the best and and really put all my eggs in there. So like my focus was not diluted, yeah. right? And here I am, you know, last year we made $850,000 from agent to agent referrals. Wow. Wow. You know? Yeah. yeah. So, and, yeah. I'm, and I'm the same way if I think about things that we've done in our business. Um, and so it's just really important. And just because a lot of the things have been done already doesn't mean there's always going to be new opportunities because, of course, there is. I mean, yes. some people uh, took advantage of COVID like nobody's business. You know, there's mm. always, there's, it's yep. al- we're always shifting. So don't feel like you're yep. too late for anything because you're just not. Yes. So, yep. And then number five, uh, relationships that matter are a daily practice, a daily practice. And I, and I love that he ended it on people and relationships, um, because it doesn't matter if it's love, friendship, business relationships. Uh, we need to wake up every day, um, and earn the right to be in relationship with them. And I, I, that was, when he said that, I was like, wow, that, that perspective alone, first of all, that it, it, accountability mindset versus victim mindset, right? A lot of times we wake up and we're like, who who is going to work on my relationship? Like it's up to them, right? Yeah, my, yeah. my dad well, always says- Especially their- as we grow in our leadership, we get like a hubris around it. Like, oh, True. they should, they yes. should want to be in a relationship with me because I'm so awesome. Yep, yep. Yeah. But it's no, Gary is constantly saying, no, you've got to earn the right to be in relationship um, with those that matter to you most, that's up to you, right? I mean, my dad always says like marriage isn't 50-50, it's 100-100, meaning both mm-hmm. parties, right? Both both of you have to be 100% on your relationship, not 50-50. You're not meeting in the middle, you're meeting at 100. Um, and so every day, what are you doing today for those relationships that matter the most to you to earn to continue to earn the right to be in relationship with them. I, I think that is such a powerful question to ask uh, yeah, yourself. Yeah, so powerful. Well, then he said, we eventually get the relationships that we deserve. Mm. So you can take that in a good way. Yes. If you're optimistic. Or if you're more pessimistic, you can think about that in a negative way. And it's really true. We get the relationships that we deserve. So... Um, and it's, you know, it's a good reminder, like Seychelle, uh, very wisely was talking about her writing her father's obituary. And if you think about an obituary, the work paragraph gets, or the work, your work gets one paragraph. And often there are multiple paragraphs for the relationships that you have, you know, it can be your family can be charity work you do, can be other things. And so um, I I would suggest that you guys have a system for it. You know, it's kind of like attach a number to it. Like it's exactly what we're talking about. And I actually have this on my 401. I keep a running list of 
of the people that are important to me and and I, am I spending time and communicating with them? Like I know when I had my hip surgery, it was really sweet. Gary reached out to Jay a couple of times and just checked in mm. to see how he was doing. And um, so nice. You know, he's got a million other things on his plate. Super wow. nice. And, you know, Jay is one of, I'm not one of his primary relationships, but for sure Jay is. Yes. You know, they're, they're, they're very yeah. close. And uh, so I know, you know, that meant a lot to Jay. Yep. And so like, what are the things that are happening to the people in your world? And are you paying attention to it? Because even a little, a text message really matters a lot. Yep. So yep. Um, as you grow in your leadership, uh, that's just really important. You cannot forget it. It's yeah. easy to do. And especially if you've got other people working for you who are maybe managing other people, you don't get to abdicate that to yeah. those people. You still, yep. the love still has to be there. You yep. have to, you have to show your love. So. Yeah, I had the opportunity uh, um, about a month or two ago to spend one-on-one time with Gary and I had other team members with me. We were in Austin and I said, you know, I would love to bring them in. And he goes, no, I want to, I want to just, just me and you. I was like, mm-hmm. okay. And he's like, I wanted to help. I want to help you. And I'm like, what do you need help with? I, I, I thought he had like, of course, my skepticism is like, what agenda does Gary have? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but I come in, he's like, no, I just want to spend time with you. How can I help you? And I went right to this because this is something that I, mm-hmm. as my world has grown and yeah. my relationships have grown, I have struggled with figuring out how to, relationships to me are everything in life. And yet when you get to a point where, you know, you have 340 people that work with you, you and then all of your other relationships in your life, you're trying to yeah. juggle them and keep them all sort of the same when they're actually not the same. And I think mm-hmm. that was what Gary said to me um, was you need to have a list. You need to work your list and you need to have a list of priorities of the people in your life. And he goes, and I, he said, I hate even saying that out loud, but he goes, but it's true. Like you can't survive if you don't have your would you? the people either that need you at the time. Like so Jay obviously is so important to him. And Jay needed his leader to reach yeah, out to him for sure. at that time. Yeah. Right? For sure. Yeah. 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 And so he it's like Jay, yeah, it doesn't need it every week. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So do people mm-hmm. that need yeah, you right point. now more? People mm-hmm. that but mm-hmm. it was such a um good thing for me to hear. And it was like, okay, so I've, I'm trying to keep it all the same and be the same with everyone in terms of relationship building when those relationships aren't the same. And so you can't, you will burn out <laughs> if you try to do that. No. I, I'm speaking from experience. Um, and so create a list, have them based on priorities. Obviously your spouse um, should be number one. Like we should just follow Wendy's example. It's Jay, then Sarah, then her kids. <laughs> of course. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. No, but ha- have family, obviously. Uh, God family business, right? Um, but, you know, follow that list. Um, and it's okay to have a list and prioritize God them. family so. podcast hosts list. Yes. Right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, with that, um, first of all, our relationships with you as our listeners really matter too. So, it does. Um, it's I we, I can't even express how remarkable it is to be in a relationship with you guys out there. Um, it really meant so much to meet so many of you um, at our family reunion, and it's just it's really special every time you guys reach out and so say special. hello and suggest an episode and all of those things. So yeah, so that that relationship really matters to us too. So 
Today was great. It was. Uh, we learned all about Gary's truthy truths, his irrefutable <laughs> truths, the truths you can't, the five truths you can't hack, which were the closer you are to the truth, the simpler things get. To change your identity, oh, sorry, to change your life, you must change your identity, aka who you are showing up as. Three, diluted focus equals diluted results. Oof, that one. And then the four, the key to a really big business is get out there first and block out all the others. Channel your inner Sarah Reynolds. And uh, and then five, relationships that matter are a daily practice. So all of these things are going to help you guys get out there and build a big business and a bigger life. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Bye, guys. Bye.